Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, December 21st, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And man, what an exciting day, Coach. It's opening day. Are you ready for the regular season to tip off? I, I am ecstatic, man. I cannot put it into words. So fired up. Great uh, two games to kick us off. And then we've got a full week of some awesome basketball, big slates, and then certainly the Christmas Day five five games. So, so fired up, man. It's awesome to get the NBA going. I just can't believe it. Yeah, it's a big turning point with the universe, really. We're at that point in the year where every day now starts getting longer and longer, more light for those of us yeah. up here in, in the north where we've got snow on the ground. And we've got NBA starting tomorrow. So uh, let's get after this two-game slate. Huge contests on both sites. And what we're going to do, if you're new to the program, is we go game by game. We discuss the game flow, uh, minutes, um, you know, everything that's going to help you build a winning lineup on DraftKings and FanDuel. And uh, halfway through the show, we'll, we'll give you a terrific offer that combines sports betting with DFS. So stay tuned for that. But for now, Coach, let's get going here with Game 1. Yeah. It's Golden State against Brooklyn. And the lines are courtesy of our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Brooklyn, seven-point home favorites here, over under 228.5. A lot of stars will be showing up on the court here in Brooklyn for this one. How do you see it playing out? Uh, it's This is a great way to start the season. I mean, this Brooklyn team... Uh, you know, obviously with Irving and Durant, it's just it, everybody's excited to see it. I mean, I think if they stay healthy, they are a, a big time contender to win it all. I mean, they they not only have, you know, Irving and, and Durant, they're loaded everywhere else, too, from Dinwiddie to Levert, you know, to Allen and Jordan inside. I mean, they got they got all the tools. So it's going to be great. It's it's nice because it's a 7 p.m. Eastern game. So it's the first tip. Both games are spread out uh, the first night through. And uh, I think this is going to be a very competitive game. Golden State certainly rebounding from, you know, their terrible year last year. And, uh, you know, will they be competitive is the million-dollar question, you know? Yeah, and it's a big challenge here on open day because Draymond Green looks doubtful, most likely out. We haven't had an official announcement. Right. But because he got banged up in that scrimmage on Saturday, looks like he's not going to play and we are looking like we're going to get to see James Wiseman for the first time, number two yes. overall picks who, who hasn't played it in the preseason. So it is a challenge with Clay Thompson obviously out, Draymond out for the first game. James Wiseman hasn't played yet. You know, Steph's got his hands full, but I think he's going to put the team on his back, and I'm ready to lock him into all of my lineups. What do you think about Steph here as you start to break down Golden State? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100%. And I know he's going to be super-duper heavy chalk, but as we've stated, you know, first guy of the year for this season, sometimes you have to eat that chalk. And he's by far the best player on that team. Um, you know, he's going to be the leader. And, you know, we mentioned it in our preseason show. He has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, too, because, you know, the press and everybody saying Golden State is done now that, you know, Clay's out, that uh, they might as well forget about the season. And he said, hey, wait a minute here. You know, I'm back. I'm a multiple MVP guy here and we're going to be competitive so i think you know the the fact that that he's got to carry that squad and that i think he's going to be up to the task um is is really something that makes him pretty much unfadeable to be honest with you no doubt about it 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last two preseason games, he had almost 30 points in both games. He took 13 threes in mm-hmm. both games, making five and then six. So he's shooting it a lot. He's shooting it well. I think he's in midseason form. His injury was obviously the left hand, so it shouldn't affect his conditioning or his shooting. I think he's ready to go, and he's not the most expensive guy on either slate. You know, several right. guys more expensive than him. So I like him over some of the more expensive guys in the second game that we'll get to. But what are your thoughts on the rest of the Golden State starting lineup? I, I kind of like Wiggins and Ubre here. I think this game, uh, you know, has a chance to be high, higher scoring than the second one. You know, I think the, the Clippers and Lakers are going to be a little bit more sluggish out of the gate here. I think there's a little bit more, you know, excitement for Golden State to get out there and run. And and Brooklyn is obviously going to be fast as well. So I like the idea of playing several of these Golden State starters. I, I want to get more exposure to this game than than game two. I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, uh, if you're a first time listener, brand new NBC, NBA season. So welcome uh Certainly, we hope we, we have you with us all year. Uh, for those that have listened before, they'll know also my voice doesn't always sound like this. I am yes. not uh, 100% healthy right now, but I'm rebounding, and I'm not. it's not going to hold me back. I'm ready to roll. So I apologize if I'm a little scratchy and in and out here. But a uh, couple of things that we look at uh, every game, and, and if you followed us last year, you'll get to know some of the important factors, you know, t- NBA team defensive efficiency. That is a category if you want to uh, s- uh, search it, it. It's just a, a great spot to look at team effectiveness defensively. Now, yes, we're at the beginning of a year. It's a new situation, a lot of roster changes, but it still gives us a feel, at least a starting point of where teams are at. And as Andrew mentioned there, I agree with you that this first game should have uh, more pace than the second game. And, you know, that's one reason why more possessions, you know, generally means more DFS points available. Uh, last year, uh, Brooklyn was 13th, um, which which is, you know, getting up and down decently. And um, Golden State, uh, for, I'm sorry, defensive efficiency-wise, Brooklyn was in the middle of the pack at 13. And... Um, Golden State, as we know, did not defend well at all. They were 25th. So they're going to give up points. Uh, That team defensive efficiency is super important. And then what I alluded to earlier, the pace. Brooklyn was eighth last year overall, Golden State 14th. So both above average. So I think, again, those are based on some different lineups with, with last year's. But we know that, you know, this game should have a little bit more pace, a little less defense as opposed to the Lakers and Clippers. And I'll go ahead and touch on that right now because we're only two games, so we'll do it just a smidgen differently. Again, team defensive efficiency, efficiency easy for me to say, fourth and fifth, the uh, two L.A. teams. And L.A. was first for a while. They, they finished fourth, Clippers finished fifth. So we know these two teams have some all-NBA defensive players, you know, Kawhi's and George's uh, on down the line for both sides. So uh, that's one thing that's a little bit concerning. And then from a pace standpoint from last year, they weren't bad pace-wise, 10th and 12th. So they're, that's decent. But facing the defensive squads as, uh, you know, that creates sometimes a slower pace as well when you get those two entities together. And again, you know, we don't have a sample size for this year yet. So we're basing it on uh, 
you know, some of these statistics that we normally go off of. And then I'll also do uh, defensive real plus minus um, DRPM, which is a great stat to look at each individual position uh, and, and then how they defend against that position. Because how many times, Andrew, you know, through the year last year, that was a key component of just knowing which positions to attack certain teams. So that'll always come uh, into play uh, with us big time for sure. So once we, you know, we do a lot of homework going into this, put a lot of that information together. Um, and then, you know, we'd love you to join us in Discord uh, right here at, at uh, Coach Talk, DFSCoachTalk.com. And, you know, we'll, we'll be discussing in these shows a lot of our plays and theories and, you know, how we, we game script things to happen. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we, we just uh, welcome you to, to Discord then as we lay those out in lineups, uh, et cetera. And then one last thing I want to mention, most shows we're going to do uh, finish with a two brains are better than one and put an actual FanDuel lineup together taking guys back and forth. Now, because this is a two-game slate, we're not going to do that today, but we'll do that most uh, most days, and that'll give you a good base also if you want to jump into GPP. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, picking it up where you left off there, one more comment on the pace here in the first game. Of course, the Nets now have their new coach, Steve Nash. They've got D'Antoni on the bench. They want to yep. run and get shots up quickly, yes. and they're going to they're gonna rebound, outlet, and push whoever gets it. You know, KD at the power forward, we know he can bring it up, a few dribbles, launch a three. Kyrie's going to be ready to go. Dinwiddie. So, and then they've got Joe Harris spotting up. So they're going to be pushing it and taking a lot of open threes. We know Golden State loves to run it and get it up. So I, I, I really like this one. If I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet the over on this one and the under on the second one. So that's one more reason I want to get more exposure to this one. And also because of the minutes. You know, Golden right. State last two games – Steph, Wiggins, and Ubre in the preseason, they all played high high twenties minutes to low thirties almost. Wiggins got over thirty minutes in the last game. And, you know, again, the Clippers not even close to that. So yeah. I I like how the those three guys are coming in with, you know, good legs under them. Um, they got a decent chemistry and rhythm going, getting to play against Sacramento in those last couple of games. They got to put up some points. So I like those guys. I want to talk to you about the four and the five position for Golden State okay. because I, I think it's a really important spot on this slate. Um, Steve Kerr has come out and said that James Wiseman is the long-term starting center. He hasn't indicated yet if he's going to start in this game. Mm -hmm. We're obviously going to know that before the slate starts when we get the starting lineups. I don't think he's going to start. I think they're going to go with Looney at the center position because he's in shape. He's been playing through the preseason. I think they'll bring Wiseman off the bench. I think uh, Steve Kerr will look at the matchups a little bit, and he'd rather have Looney go up against DeAndre Jordan, bring Wiseman off the bench to play against Jared Allen. Uh, I think that makes more sense uh, to have Looney's physicality against DeAndre Jordan. Uh, but then we've got the power forward position too. Um, Eric Paschal, I think, will probably start with Draymond out. And then Marquise Chris is in the mix, too, and he's played really well in the preseason, uh, playing around 20 minutes the last couple games, uh, 17 points, 9 rebounds, then 9 points and 12 rebounds. He's shooting threes. So, uh, you know, out of those four guys, they're all reasonably priced. Um, are you interested in playing any of those guys? 
Well, I, I agree with you on the, those being the four that are going to play the big rotation in this game. I have, I believe Weissman will start. I think okay. that I think that Kerr wants to set that precedent. He's their center of the future. He's an important part of this team. Regardless of that, though, let's face it. He and Looney are going to split minutes at the right. five, big time. Chris and Eric Paschal are going to split minutes as well. So you know me. I mean, money equals minutes a lot of the times, and I think all four of these guys are decent. But that's not the direction I'm going to go because I just see such a, a split of minutes here and usage. I think Wiseman will be a great play in the future as he gets his feet under him. But it's a lot to ask for that rookie to just come in with no uh, preseason play and, and try to dominate. And, uh, you know, if you, if you need a value play, I do believe Pascal's start, and he's he's worth that if you need to to save dollars there. But I'm going to try to steer a little bit clearer from those four, uh, just because of the split minutes. And then to to get to your uh, answer your question, the first question which I never did answer was, what did I think about Wiggins and and Ubre? And you know somebody's got to step up with Curry uh, to get it done here. And you know, I'm not a big Wiggins fan because he just doesn't get those ancillary, uh, you know, periphery stats. He very seldom gets many rebounds, assists, that kind of thing. He's pretty scoring dependent. So I think Ubre is just, you know, we've, we've liked him a lot here at Coach Talk last season. He comes through a lot. He plays hard. He gets it done. So, you know, as far as the Golden State side, as of right now, I'm leaning Curry and Ubre as being my top two plays. Yeah, I'm, I'm on those guys as well. Wiggins, like you said, I don't love the other stats, but he has gotten a few assists here in the preseason, so he's getting a little bit more um, from, from in that department than he has historically. So I like a, a bit of an uptick there. And then I'll just say quickly on the bench guys, Brad Wanamaker is really cheap. If he gets 16 minutes, you know, if Steph plays 32, he gets 16. He's only 3.3 on DraftKings, 3.7 on FanDuel. So for a GPP option, you could go there for a value play. Bazemore should get 18 to 20 minutes. He could be a GPP value play. Um, and for those bigs, I think I am likely to leave out Looney and, and Wiseman from my lineups, but Pascal and Chris are both, both in play for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I certainly support your thought about Pascal more as a cash play. Uh, if you're new to the program coach, a little bit more focused on the cash lineup. I usually focus more on the GPP lineup. And Chris, I like at only 4,000 on DraftKings in a GPP play because I think he's the least likely to have guaranteed minutes. Uh, so I think he would be lower ownership. So I, I do like that option. Let's flip over to the Brooklyn side, though, because they have a really exciting lineup here with, with Kyrie and Durant. And they both finished strong in that final preseason game against uh, Boston. And Durant... You know, he's is is he just too cheap on FanDuel at eighty five hundred? I, I think he's a lock and load for me. Kyrie's a little bit more of a question mark. What do you think about those guys? You know, I mean, first of all, I want to say with Brooklyn, you know, we mentioned it earlier on this pace thing that, you know, they're going to be a team that I circle over and over again in this first 10, 15 games. I don't think people realize. Yeah, they were 10, 15, in the 10, 15 range in pace most of last year. I think that's going to skyrocket. You've got two stars. You're going to get a lot of offense from defense. And uh, Nash, his the offense he is instilling in this team 
is the one that D'Antoni, who's his assistant coach, ran at Phoenix when Nash was a player back in the day with Stottlemyre and company. And that they literally tried to get shots up seven seconds into the shot clock. That was their goal. Good shot, but, you know, a goal to do that. So I think you're going to see their games going over a lot early on and their DFS points uh, to be very spread spread out and uh, strong. Now, Kevin Durant, that price, I think, will eventually go up. Um, he seems 100% healthy. He does not seem to have any limitations whatsoever. Uh, I do like that price. I think Kyrie is also very scary. I mean, Golden State's not the best defensive backcourt, and uh, both of those guys have to be considered and put into play. But what I want to turn back to you, and my question is, other than those two guys, which are the obvious plays and will have most of the ownership, do you trust not knowing the rotation yet of how much usage, because that's the other thing we're going to look at. You know, every day I spend the majority of my preparation time at basketball, basketballreference.com and look at the teams, when they played, who was on the floor and what that usage is. Because minutes are important, but the usage that you're getting in those minutes are even more important. And my question is with this new rotation and all that usage, going to Irving and Durant, where Durant wasn't there at all, Irving missed most of the year, all of that usage, usage that was being done by Levert and Harris and even um, Dinwiddie and then Allen and Jordan at the bigs, they're going to all take hits without question. I mean, we'll see what those are going to be as time goes. But my question to you is, do you feel comfortable with that group of five players that are going to be the complementary players to Irving and Durant as far as feeling real good about them? Because for me as a cash play, I just think any of those guys could possibly have one of those 15 DFS point kind of days if it is the Kyrie and Durant show, uh, you know, first out. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable about any of those five. And, um, you know, for a lot of the reasons you said, and their price tags, you know, Jordan and Allen, I think, are a little bit too expensive. Jordan yeah. hasn't been doing much in terms. He's not getting shots. He's just out there rebounding, facilitating. Jared Allen, split minutes. You know, I like his offense a little bit better, but he's more expensive than, the, you know, the couple of these centers that I like. And then with the wing players, I don't trust Dinwiddie's usage at all. And it, it has shown in the preseason. And he's too expensive. He's a little bit more expensive, a little bit more reasonable on FanDuel. Same thing with Joe Harris. You know, he's cheaper on both sites, but he's a little bit more dependent on do his threes go in. Definitely. So that's that's much more of a GPP play to me. And then Levert off the bench, I like him better than Dinwiddie because when he's out there, he's going to have the ball in his hands more. Yeah. But he's still, you know, he's still in that same price range as Wiggins and Oubre. Yeah. So I'd rather just go Wiggins and or Oubre, fade Dinwiddie and Levert, and just focus on uh, on the Brooklyn side, just Kyrie and Durant. You know, we're, we're on the same page and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And you're going to see a lot of adjustments price wise. I think you're going to see the, the five that we mentioned. I think all of their prices will come down as the reality of usage, you know, starts to hit. And it's, it, what's amazing is, you know, if you remember last year, I mean, we, we just we rode that Levert and Dinwiddie uh, to the bank. I mean, they were just the two guys that were getting all the, the big shots and minutes but uh, very interesting to see how Nash and, and D'Antoni are able to get some continuity with this team because, 
if you know hopefully they've bought into you know the big picture and sacrifice because a lot of these guys are going to get less shots than they've ever gotten before and even though they paid Joe Harris whatever 60 million or 80 million some insanity he's i just don't think he's going to get that many shots up i mean he can make them but is he going to get enough attempts is going to be the big question that is a big question and we're going to continue to sort it out as we build our lineups for our members and we'll talk more about that in game 2 but first Check out this amazing offer we have for you that combines your love of DFS with your love of sports betting. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back, and thank you so much to BetUS for that tremendous offer that's available here at the beginning of the regular season in the NBA. Jump on it now. Again, it's not too good to be true. I know it sounds like it, but it's $149. You get to use that on BetUS to bet on the games. And then you also get a free membership with us all winter, all the way until April 1st. And we give out full lineups every single slate in the NBA, and you're going to get all of our NFL lineups. So just go to uh, betus.com.pa. Make sure you use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and then reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know that you've done that, and we'll get you into our Discord. You can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Coach is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I'm at Language Olympic. And our man, uh, Sugar Shane, who you'll see on some NBA podcasts, He's available at DET Sports Shane. So, again, what we do with the NBA is we give out a full FanDuel cash lineup and a full GPP lineup on every slate. And then we give our core plays on the uh, DraftKings coaches clipboard with highlighted plays and pivots. So we've got you ready for uh, both sites every single slate. All right, Absolutely. Coach. I just want to mention one thing, too. If you're not a sports better, which some people are just strictly DFS, the same offer is there. You just you can go right to dfscoachtalk.com. That 149 for all of starting today, all the way through April 1st, is available. You just uh, sign up through us, uh, not through uh, BetUS. But both offers are there. A lot of people are loving it. Um, you know, great opportunity to get involved for sure, and and we'd love to have you. Absolutely. So on game two here, uh, Clippers and Lakers. Uh, Lakers, the three-point favorites, uh, defending champs. A uh, little boost there, over under yeah. 223.5 on BetUS. And as we discussed, we're expecting much more of a defensive battle comparatively, a little bit slower pace than game one. And on the Clippers' side, their minutes have not been very high through the preseason. They've been playing a, a bunch of guys. 
Kawhi's just been slowly gearing up here with 14 minutes, then 18, then 22. Yeah. So they're just not quite as ready to go here as the guys in game one. Uh, but they are stars. You know, got studs on both sides. The big question mark here with uh, lineups and injuries, we've got uh, Marcus Morris questionable. So we could have Nicholas Batum starting at a value price. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts here starting with the Clippers? Well, um, you know, a couple things. I, I'm really surprised that the Vegas line is only five points lower than the other game. I mean, again, we've got two of the top five defensive teams from last year, and they haven't really gotten any worse defensively. Both teams are pretty loaded. Now, one thing I do want to bring up because I want to keep a close eye on it is the Lakers, a lot of what they were building on last year was their perimeter defense, and they were counting on Danny Green and Avery Bradley to just shut people down. Well, they're both gone, so they're not on this team, and the question will be, is that going to hurt their defensive efficiency? Now, I can tell you Schroeder's not as good of a uh, uh, defensive player as those guys. Pope's not bad. I mean, he can hold his own defensively, but, you know, my question is twofold. You know, do they give up a lot more points this year? Are their totals higher? And we're going to get more DFS possessions because I'll tell you, last year with that real strong defensive unit, you how many times did you see teams against the Lakers where the shot clock would run out, they couldn't get a good shot up, or they were one and done? And I think you're going to see some change there. And and Vegas seems to already be on that. So even though normally in a big slate. This would be more of a fade game for me because of the defensive prowess on both of these sides. I mean, you've got what I think was the defensive player of the year in Anthony Davis, and then two first-teamers in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly as a third. I mean, these guys have made all NBA defensive teams uh, in multiple seasons. So I think there's some stoppers here. However, you know, I'm not going to fade this game, obviously, on a two-game slate, but I do think there's some players here uh, that that can step up uh, and get it done. So I wanted to bring that up because you know we can statistically look at last year, and there are there is some correlation to what we want to you know look at for this season. But there's also quite a bit of change, and so I think that that part uh, is going to have some effect on this game. Um, I'm not expecting Marcus Morris to play from what I read just before I got in here. So the question is, you know, are they going to rotate folks in that spot? Or, you know, is does Batum become playable or not is the big question. So, um, you know, I just want to mention that because I think it's important, you know, as we're looking at Laker games going forward these first couple of weeks. Plus, I think on top of that, Andrew, I don't think they're going to bust out James and Davis for, you know, 38-minute games. I think, yeah, they obviously don't want to have a losing record the first 10 games or so. But I think that, you know, where those guys may, you know, grit out a 38, 40-minute game to win it, you may see them more at the 32 mark, somewhere in there, maxing out and then just, you know, building. Because let's face it, what was it, six weeks ago they were on the court winning it? So Feels like eight it. weeks? I know. It was wasn't long. Than that. Yep. Yeah. But it's know, not that long. We know LeBron thinks it was too short. Um, <laughs> but But here we are. We're back. Yeah. And that's a great point you, you brought up about the Lakers guard defense. I think it's very important, and, and that's what we specialize here on, is looking at the actual players, the matchups, offense, not just offense, but defense, how everything gels together, the coaching staffs. Um, so great point there, because I think Paul George 
you know, looks a little bit better with the defenders he's going to be facing instead yeah. of guys like like Danny Green. Uh, so I wanted to, to zero in on Paul George and Kawhi. I'm ready to fade Kawhi at his price. Paul George is a lot cheaper. He's been playing, you know, he played a few more minutes here in the in the final preseason game. Kawhi just sort of going through the motions, just sort of getting in shape. And certainly he could turn it on and have a strong performance. But, you know, I'd rather pay up for the guys in the first game. Um, and, you know, building some lineups here, Paul George just barely fits in on a couple things that I've been looking at on FanDuel. So I think he's more playable for me. I'm ready to basically fade Kawhi. You know, I don't blame you. And I'm I'm debating the same exact thing. I, I'll tell you this. I love Paul George in this game. Paul George may be my favorite play of the night. And I, and there's multiple reasons. One, the defensive information that, you know, I discussed earlier. Secondly, the additional pace, I think you're going to see a little bit more than games have been uh, against these two teams. And, and let's face it, Paul George has a chip on his shoulder. He looked horrific in the, in the bubble. I mean, we know that he had some issues being claustrophobic there and all that, and his head wasn't into it. They were, you know, making fun of him on the bench. It was craziness. I mean, you know, there were a lot of people chirping at him, and uh, it was just a nightmare for him. Then he, you know, he throws Doc under the bus about rotations and just been a mess. So if there's anybody that wants to clear his head, clear the air, and prove what he's worth, I think it is Paul George. And I think you're going to have him step up, national TV, opening night, the whole entire basketball world, you know, watching. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to put the pedal to the metal, and uh, he becomes a must-play for me. Okay, excellent. And uh, I'll follow up on Batum and say he's playable for me if he starts. He's very cheap. You know, if he gives you 20 fantasy points, he's going to pay off that price tag. So he's in play for me as a value play. Pat Beverly, I think, could be a key uh, key player on this slate, barely over 4,000 on on both sites. You know, if he gets a few steals and gets aggressive, you know, he can pile up the fantasy points quickly. How about on the Lakers side? Um, you know, LeBron sort of eased into the preseason. Um, Anthony Davis looked awesome against Phoenix in the last game. Yeah. So out of out of those two guys, I'm sort of leaning AD here in this one if I go with either of the two Lakers studs. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, it's funny. Game, first night, and we have the same you know discussion <laughs> that we had probably 30 times last That's year. That's right. Do you go with LeBron or Davis? You can't play both. You can only play one, you know, basically, unless you want to have bargain basement with everybody else. And, I mean, it is a very tough decision. And I'm not trying to pass a buck. It's our opening show, and we want to share everything we possibly can with you. But I truly haven't made up my mind yet on this. these two. I'm going to play one of them. That's for sure. I just don't know which one. And, again, it sounds like a teaser, but, uh, you know, I will work on this all evening and I will have it up in Discord for our members, and we'd love to have you join us in there because that's going to be a key. I mean, you've seen it a million times. If you play the wrong one between those two, you know, you got the possibility of one, one putting up 65 fantasy points and the other one putting up 40, and that's going to be your, your differentiator right there. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons you can make for playing both. Um I don't I don't really think you can afford to fade both though. That's for sure. Okay. Now, uh, on the bench guys, I want to just touch on uh, your boy Taylor Horton Tucker, Kuzma, <laughs> and Montrez Harrell. Taylor Horton Tucker 
hasn't been priced up. You know, the slate was redu- was released so far so long ago that yeah. it didn't it didn't take into account his incredible performances in the preseason. So true. At three point five on both sites, he's in play for more. He's in play for me. I think he'll still be in the rotation. He's not going to get as many minutes or as many fancy points as he did in the preseason. Um, I also want to touch on Kuzma and Harrell here. Kuzma also signing a contract, so he's wow, in a he's he's feeling good. He's yeah. been getting big minutes in the preseason. He's got more minutes than the other guys, so he's in shape. Uh, he's more of a GPP play to me now, though, coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, b- the big question mark, how, you know, how many actual points does he score? And then Harrell, I think Harrell's my favorite guy off the bench here for the Lakers. Now we get the rematch against the Clippers in the regular season. We know yeah. he did well against those guys in the preseason, and uh, I think he's ready to go. He's put up good numbers in, in the preseason. Yeah, I think Montrez is very playable. His price is good. I like him way better than Gasol. Um, I think you can go there. You know, as far as Kuzma goes, man, you know, if LeBron and, and Davis are playing, I just never go to Kuzma. I just don't trust him. You know, he tends to float out there for like 10 minutes at a time and not do anything. You know, he'll put up, if they're up 25 and he's in there, he'll make like 10 shots in a row. Or if it's, you know, blowout game and he's getting run, he'll make everything. But generally in games like this where it's hard fought, closer games, not to trash Kuzma, you know, but he just, they don't go to him on all the big shots. And I, you know, I just don't trust him. So if if one of the main guys are out, you got to give him a look. But I'm not going to go with him here. You know, the guy that's intriguing to me, and I'd love to get your input on this, is a guy that I think is going to be the beneficiary of, of Green and, and Bradley leaving, and that's Pope. Caldwell Pope is now their best perimeter defender. Uh, he can make shots. He's streaky. And I just see him having a little bit bigger role on the team, and his price is still really good. What do you think about Caldwell Pope? Yeah, he's in play for me at, at this price tag on a two-game yeah. slate. Uh, he could easily smash that. There's a lot of guys on this slate in the 4K range who I think are worth considering. But he's yeah. one of the few who's a starter who you can feel confident in. He's going to get his shots, and he does mix in some other stats. So uh, definitely playable. What do you, how many minutes do you have Horton Tucker for approximately? In this game, that's key. I'm going to give him 18 minutes. 18? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if he gets 18 to 20, he's extremely playable because he does get – he's a good points-per-minute guy uh, initially. Very small sample size. But – I don't know. You know, I'm just not sure. I, I've got him at 15, which just isn't quite enough for me. But I need to see this game. And it's not like he's going against garbage defenders with the Clippers. So it's, he's not going to get just, uh, you know, gimme buckets. But big shout out to our man, Joe Stanton. He's an Iowa State grad and Horton Tucker and uh, Halliburton, one of my other Iowa State guys I like this year. Uh, big, big Iowa State movement uh, in the NBA. But yeah, I just I'm you know I think Horton Tucker is going to get some ownership just because of his crazy breakout preseason, but I'm just not what ready to go there yet. Well, the other thing to keep in mind is any news we get with Schroeder. He sat out the last game. He's a little bit banged up with the ankle, so yeah. we got to make sure he's ready to go. Right. Um, but because of that questionable tag, I'm just not expecting him to play more than about 30 minutes. You know, he played 24 a couple times in the preseason, but I don't think he goes over 30. And that's why I think Taylor Horton Tucker gets 18 minutes at least. He's he's earned it. Uh, so I think he benefits from the fact that this is the first game of the regular season. 
You know, the other thing to to wait and see is, you know, everybody's excited about, you know, Schroeder going to the Lakers, but Vogel at his core is a defensive coach. That's how he was with the Pacers. It's how he's always been. And he's not going to be a big fan of Schroeder's defense. So I'm interested to see who finishes games for them. So I, you know, even though he's got the, the, the tweaked ankle, even if he didn't, I would be a little hesitant. Plus, you got to remember when he's out there with LeBron, they're going to, you know, split bringing the ball up and, and doing all of that stuff. So it's not like he's just a plug and play point guard, even when he is at 30 minutes. So definitely the caution flag is out for Mr. Schroeder. Excellent. All right, Coach, well, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, but we do want to remind folks the two ways to join and get our lineups. If you look up, you see the website, just go there. If you're all about DFS, go to dfscoachtalk.com and sign up. We'll get you an email invitation into our Discord. We give out our lineups about 30 minutes before tip-off. So anytime tonight, Monday night, or Tuesday during the day, jump jump in. Actually, jump in here on Monday if you can. You get our Monday night football lineups. And then if you're interested in the, in the sports betting side, then just look down on YouTube. All the details are there. BetUS.com.pa. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. So that is the scoop. Um, on YouTube, uh, if you haven't already, hit that like button. Hit subscribe so you know when these podcasts post. We're going to do five NBA podcasts per week for everybody. We have two podcasts per week that are going to be exclusive to members. So that's one other benefit of, of uh, joining. And then we continue to do our five NFL podcasts per week. Make sure to tune into those as well. So, Coach, great stuff here on opening day. Uh, hope you feel better. Uh, and we'll you. keep getting stronger and stronger here as, yeah. as the NBA tips off. So on behalf of Joe Sarvati, the coach, and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.